The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madea, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. it's Dr. Shirley. Welcome to 15 Minutes of Fab, a segment of the Forever Fab podcast where I review products, ideas, and services in 15 minutes or less. If you don't have time to tune into my full-length podcast, then check out 15 Minutes of Fab. While the full-length podcast is dedicated to fashion, wellness, and beauty, 15 Minutes of Fab focuses on wellness beauty, and plastic surgery topics, all pretty much within beauty and health and wellness, of course. Now, some have considered it truth and beauty, or plastic surgery secrets, or as a nerdy or academic take on beauty. Consider it what you may. My aim is to engage you as a credible and authoritative voice in most, if not all, aspects of beauty and wellness, including products, wellness services, technologies, and techniques and innovations in plastic surgery. As a founder of Holistic Plastic Surgery Philosophy, my approach to beauty is through a lens of wellness, grounded in science, backed by medical study and research, and with the use of principles and techniques of plastic surgery. I feel uniquely qualified, if I may say so myself, to talk with you about beauty, wellness, aesthetics, surgery, and beauty products and services, not only because of my extensive training, but also because I'm with you. Many of the issues of aging and being a fierce, fabulous woman I experience as well, so you're not alone. So that said, let's get started. Today, we are talking about scars and how to improve them. One of my favorite poet's words resonated with me when I was preparing to write this post, and the quote is, quote, out of suffering have emerged the strongest souls. The most massive characters are seared with scars, end quote. And that's by Khalil Gibran. Now, in this sense, in the sense that he was talking about of life and human growth and evolution, the scarring seems inherent in the human experience, almost as if it's necessary for you to go through the fire and through adversity in order for you to sort of grow and evolve. Now, I won't argue with that, although that isn't necessarily true for everyone. It's definitely true for me, if I may say so. <laughs> but in, in the physical sense, you know, like after a cut or a scratch or after wounding, scars, unfortunately, may be a reminder of trauma or unnecessary pain. And there are some people who believe that pain is a choice. But when it comes to the physicality of wounding, mm, 
pain is there. <laughs> so while a scar is pretty much declared at the time of wounding, meaning when it happens, the scar may be changed or it could be modified and it can be improved, hence plastic surgery. But particularly when the scar has become excessively thick, what we call hypertrophic scars, or deformed, and it, it sort of spreads outside of its original wounding boundaries, referred to as a keloid, then treatment may be, and often is, beneficial and may actually help to heal not only the aspects of physical wounding, but also the psycho-emotional aspects of having to see that scar. So I advise my patients that after a procedure, after an operation, it may take one and up to two full years for a scar to settle and mature. This is normal. But if a scar becomes problematic, meaning painful, deformed, etc., limiting movement, and it stays bothersome for beyond those one to two years, and this requires some investigation, some looking into, and possible treatment. Not only that, there are also long-term effects of scarring, which you may or may not know, and that includes nerve impingement, meaning compressing the scar starts to get so thick, it starts pressing or compressing on a nerve, and that can lead to pain and numbness. Another long-term effect of scarring or a chronic scar is limited range of motion and flexibility if that scar is around a joint. There's also maybe postural misalignment, again, if that scar is in a place along your spine that is helpful for, is that contributes rather to your posture. Muscle atrophy, meaning the muscle starts to weaken because the range of motion is so limited, you're not able to exercise that muscle. Um, lo loss or lack of oxygen to the tissues because a lot of scars don't have a robust normal blood supply. So the tissues in and around that scar don't get as much oxygen as they normally would. And finally, another long-term effect of scarring includes an increase in the potential for future injury because you have to know wounded skin, whether that's from a controlled incision or from an accident or trauma, the scar essentially is not as strong as the original unwounded skin. The strength of the scar or the affected area is 80 to 85% at most as strong as original unwounded skin. So there's always a potential for future injury in a weakened, relatively weakened part of your body. Now, what are some of the ways to help improve the appearance of the scars? Because as I mentioned, once the accident, incision, excision, whichever trauma happens, there will always be evidence of it. But at least in the area of the scar and what you see, the appearance, what can you do to improve it? Well, here are a list of ways and I think some innovative therapies in the management of some of the most troublesome scars, especially keloids and hypertrophic or excessively thick scars. One method is massage. And there are di different types of massages that may actually help to soften 
the scar and help it to become more pliable or softer or a little bit more flexible and help you increase your range of motion if the scar is around a joint. And the six different types of massage that may be helpful for ameliorating or improving scars are number one, manual lymphatic drainage or MLD. Now, if you recall, we had a specialist in manual lymphatic drainage on the Forever Fab podcast. Her name is Laura Seguin, and she is an advocate of lymphatic drainage, as I am. The lymphatic circulation is relatively superficial, so it lies just underneath the skin. And the lymphatic circulation is what's responsible for helping your body to manage fluid and get rid of toxins. So manual lymphatic drainage optimizes this lymphatic circulation and drainage around the injured area. And that may help to keep the scars soft. A second type of massage is called myofascial release. Now that's maybe a big term, but basically it helps to ease the constriction of the affected tissues that underlie the scar. So myo means muscle and the fascia is the tissue that surrounds the muscle. So myofascial release or massage helps to ease that sort of tightness around the affected tissues around um, underneath the scar. Deep tissue massage, one of my favorites, that can actually help prevent adhesion formation or tethering or stickiness or stuckness. And it could help, un- it could help loosen unwanted stickiness or tethering near the scar or at the scar. Lubrication of the scar with manual massage can help to soften and increase the scar's pliability. So if you use lotions or castor oil or vitamin E or other products together with massaging of the scar, that can actually help prevent the scar from drying out and reopening, right? Because wounds like to be hydrated or moist, just as our bodies do. And if they dry out and desiccate, then there's an opportunity for that wound to reopen and then form a problematic scar. Stretching helps to increase the range of motion around a scar that's near a joint. So the scar tissue will actually lengthen after it is consistently stretched. And the sixth or last type of massage that could help with scars is massage with heat. So the application of heat also helps the pliability and the softening and the flexibility of that scar. So that's why a lot of therapists will advocate for you to heat up an area of the scar as well as massage. Other things that can help with the appearance of the scar are medications. Now, there are a number of medications that have been shown to have positive effects on improving the healing of scars. And these include growth factors and immune modulating drugs. But two such medications that are commonly used for other purposes may actually also be helping for improving scars. And one of those is retinoids. Now, I've spoken to you about retinoids and vitamin A derivative retinols for anti-aging and fighting wrinkles. But the vitamin A derivative is often used in the management of scars to help decrease the scar size. Because while collagen is made up of one type of scar, the retinol happens to stimulate another type of collagen that may help with the appearance of scars. All right. Now, another medication that may actually help with scars, but that's typically used for things other than scars is Botox. 
and other similar neuromodulators such as Dysport or Xeomin, et cetera. So as you may know, Botox reduces muscular activity temporarily. So in reducing the muscle pull underneath the scar, the Botox may decrease the chance that a keloid or abnormal or hypertrophic scar may form. Because during healing, there's a process called contraction where the underlying muscles come together in an attempt to keep the tissues together to form unison, cohesiveness, and a closed wound. So if you help that along a little bit, by reducing excessive muscular pull, right? Then you then you reduce any opposition to closure, right? So that way you don't get a thick or abnormal scar. So this isn't necessarily helpful for everyone because again, it isn't always easy to predict how someone will heal and what types of scars they may form. But if you know, or you have a history and a tendency to form abnormal or hypertrophic or keloidal scars, then Botox may be an option for you to help improve the appearance of the scar after it forms. Other medicines or medications that may help with scar appearance include homeopathy or homeopathic remedies. Now, these are natural medicines that will work with your body to reduce excess inflammation and improve the appearance of scars. Now, after wounding, after an incision, after you know an accident, after a cut, a scratch, etc., there is an a necessary obligatory inflammatory process because the cells of your body and your immune cells say, oh dear. There's a situation yonder. We must go and fix it. So your cells go over to the area of the wounding and your body brings in immune cells and vitamins and minerals and extra oxygen, all that good stuff to help that area of wounding to heal. So that is part of the right inflammatory process, if you will, because there's, there's a response to the wounding with, you know, maybe redness some swelling, maybe a little bit of heat. So those are some of the signs of healthy inflammation. But if that inflammation were to go unchecked or be prolonged or be excessive or just be hashtag next level, then there's a possibility that that excessive inflammatory process or that prolonged next level process could lead to an abnormal scar. So this is where homeopathic remedies come into play to help reduce the excess inflammation and ultimately improve the appearance of scars. Okay, medicines. Well, what about the topical stuff, right? Because you can go to your drugstore and there's a whole aisle of first aid type topical stuff. What about those? Do they work? Well, the topical creams and ointments, they don't change the underlying tissue of the scar, but they may help to keep the scar or that skin or tissue moist to prevent drying out and desiccation and therefore prevent the wound from reopening. And that's important. 
because once it's closed and then it reopens, then you have another inflammatory process on top of the original one and it may not close or heal as well as it was going to in the first place. And then it gets, you know, big and gnarly and abnormal and you're not happy. So some topical products, such as steroid creams, for example, they too may help reduce inflammation or excess inflammation on the skin that may be associated with a scar and that may help. But it's important to note that these topical creams really shouldn't be applied into a wound the same way that hydrogen peroxide, I know it's been around for a long time and I know people swear by it, but hydrogen peroxide um, should not be applied into an open wound. It's okay around a wound on the skin, on the outer layer, on the epidermis, but no way should hydrogen peroxide and some of these topical creams and ointments be allowed to surpass the top layer of the skin and go into or under your skin. Other well-known methods of managing scars that you may have heard of include, but there are many more, so they're not limited to these, but laser. And laser is good at reorganizing collagen. So basically the scar is made up of types of collagen. And essentially with the scar, maybe they're disorganized. They're sort of all over the place. They've been disrupted. Their normal pattern has been disrupted. And what a laser light application, light amplification, excuse me, would do is sort of blast that area shake up the scars a little bit more, shake up the collagen a little bit more, but then allow the collagen to take its time and reconsider reorganizing in such a way that is normal or more normal. So that's a very simplistic, simplified, fundamental way of looking at it, but laser can be helpful to reduce the size, sort of gnarliness and abnormal appearance of scars. Other things that you can do as complementary therapies for improving the appearance of scars are chemical peels, um, dermabrasion, and I mean surgical dermabrasion. I don't mean the microdermabrasion that you might get at your spa or shea, your esthetician. I mean macro dermabrasion, like things, like the thing I do in the operating room. <laughs> so it's basically literally mechanically kind of shaving off the top layers of a problematic scar and inducing some more rigorous blood flow to give it an opportunity to heal better. Other options include injections and you could inject steroids. There's also um, vitamin injections with um, mixed in with healing ingredients and um, also microneedling. Microneedling is sort of another way to sort of mic micro introduce um, blood flow, right? With small, tiny needles being in, introduced into the top and middle layers of the skin to give the scar an opportunity to get more blood flow and oxygen to heal better. So all in all, if you have bothersome scars, you can either contact me to discuss your options and you can call me, you can see me, you can see me virtually, you can see me in the office, you cannot see me and do it via clicklift.com. Either way, if you have bothersome scars, contact me to discuss your options or speak with your physician. This concludes the 15 minutes of fab primer on scar management. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you've learned something from it.
As always, if you like this episode of the Forever Fab podcast, please share it and subscribe to the feed. Listen to episodes of Yonder Past or check out who's coming next on the Forever Fab podcast on foreverfabpodcast.com. If you enjoy listening to the Forever Fab podcast you want, and you want more, get more audio and visuals with a membership through Patreon. You can choose the gold, platinum, or diamond tier for premium added content, special co-hosts, lifestyle videos, branded merchandise, and private access to my clubhouse. And you can do all that by visiting patreon.com slash foreverfab. For holistic tips or to set up an appointment with me to discuss your personalized options for leveling up your beauty, go to elementsandgraces.com and sign up for my newsletter or contact me. And for an online e-consultation on time, anytime, and on your time, visit clicklift.com for your wellness, plastic surgery, and beauty questions on the go. That's click, C-L-I-C-K-lift.com. And if you don't want to go anywhere or leave your home, look out for Jet Set Beauty RX, offering mobile aesthetic medical services such as injectable fillers and multivitamin facial treatments. Jet Set Beauty RX is coming to a neighborhood near you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's Forever Fab podcast episode of 15 Minutes of Fab. Until next time, as always, stay beautiful inside and out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.